This is Real Estate Radio Los Angeles with Todd Jones, where we pull back the curtain and give you a behind-the-scenes look at real estate, finance, and offer you trusted advice. And now, your host, Todd Jones. You're going to be glad you tuned in today. We have some interesting and exciting guests. We'll be pulling back the curtain on some issues that affect homeowners and home buyers, and we'll also be discovering some secrets about Los Angeles. On today's show, we're going to talk to Charles Fleming, the author of a wonderful book called Secret Stairs, a walking guide to historic staircases of Los Angeles. You'll want to stay tuned because that's going to be a great segment. We're also going to find out how bugs can eat your equity and the ways to solve that problem with Aaron Cunningham of Kilter Termite. And back by popular demand is Matt Moses from Mimeo Sustainability Consultants to discuss the latest in solar technology and what to look out for when you're looking for a solar company. But before we do that, the last couple of weeks, I've told you about a critical mistake, several critical mistakes actually, that homeowners can make when selling their home. These mistakes can wreak havoc on your escrow and could potentially cost you money. I don't want you to make a critical mistake when selling your home, so I've worked up a sheet that spells out all the things to avoid. I'll give it to you for free, no strings attached. Just send me a text to my off-air number at 310-882-5565. Many of you have reached out, so I wanted to make this available again today. Be sure to send me a text and enter the word 7 along with your email address, and when I'm done with the show... I'll send you the seven deadly sins to avoid when selling your home. Again, that number is 310-882-5565. 310-882-5565. One of the goals of Real Estate Radio Los Angeles is to offer you trusted advice by introducing you to exceptional companies that help you make smart choices. A few weeks ago, I had Matt Moses on and, and you liked him so much that I've asked him to come back and share his vast knowledge on solar power. So back in studio today is Matt Moses, the CEO and founder of Mimeo Sustainability Consultants. Matt wants to share with you his passion for sustainable living with you by telling you how you can drastically reduce your carbon footprint along with your energy costs by tapping into the natural power of the sun. And we have plenty of that here in Southern California. Mimeo specializes in building residential and commercial solar systems. Don't just think of them as a solar panel company. Think of them as sustainability consultants. Matt Moses, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much, Todd. Glad to be here. You know, Matt, last week we spoke um, about, well, a couple of weeks ago, that is, we spoke about uh, a term that you use called sustainability consultant. Since uh, some people listening today may not have heard that show, what does that mean? What is a, What do you mean by saying that you're a sustainability consultant? Um, well, basically, we look at ourselves as educators, as advisors to our customers. We have a very customer-centric mission, and that is to make the solar experience exceptional. And that means informative and educational, empowering and affordable. So in addition to that, um, what makes us unique from other solar companies is that we embrace an energy efficiency first approach. And that means we look for low cost ways to lower your energy consumption first. And then we look to build a solar power system that will generate all of your needs. And doing that saves customers thousands, if not tens of thousands of dollars in unneeded solar panel costs. And then uh, finally, um, we are lead accredited professionals. And that's a notable accreditation from the United States Green Building right. Council. 
Now, I remember uh, when we were off air, you were talking to me about one amazing way to save money is with the, a certain kind of pool uh, motor. Can you tell us about that? Yeah. So um, one of the newer technologies in, in pool pumps um, is, uh, is what, it's something called a variable speed pool pump. And it's a really paradoxical technology, but um, most people still have a, what's called a single speed pump. And you, you, you know that you're at someone's pool because you can hear that you know that that exactly what <laughs> the, I would annoying. like to say hum but it's a little more aggressive it's loud and that's just a single speed motor running at a single rpms 3450 rpms non-stop it's like a sprinter running and never stopping right variable speed pump burns a lot of energy burns a ton of energy All right. even though they work very well um, they burn a ton of energy a variable speed pool pump um, is up to 90% more efficient um, it run, it's actually a more powerful pump but uses that much uh, less energy because of uh, some permanent magnets that are involved and well as the fact that it has multiple speeds and it, uh, a pump doesn't need to run that fast to be highly effective. All right, so perfect example. Uh, you go to someone's house, they think they're just looking for solar panels and you show up and you notice they have a pool and you're like, hey guys, I can put less solar panels in if you invest in a variable speed pump. That's correct. And but sometimes we're looking at 30 to 50% less energy needed from those solar panels, which in those cases, I mean, that's, you know, $10,000 plus of unneeded solar panel. See, now, this is something you're not going to get from your typical solar company. And that that leads me to my next question, because I listen to talk radio all the time. And I and even when I'm listening to the regular radio, I hear all kinds of ads. I mean, uh, for solar panels, the kind that stick out are the ones that say, oh, we, you, you know, we'll give you solar panels, nothing down, or we're going to eliminate your your electricity cost, period, things like that. And they just sound, quite frankly, too good to be true. So I, I want your thoughts on, on that sort of thing and how your company contrasts uh, or is different from that. Um, our industry is going through a, a really uh, crazy time. And um, solar is one of the few industries that's grown tremendously through the, the great recession that we just had. Um, it, um, you know, from someone who's been in the industry since 2007, which preceded the this huge explosion in solar this last seven years. And there's certainly uh, professionals that weren't it far before I was. But what has happened with a precipitous decline in solar panel prices, they're now over 80% less than they were in 2008, wow. um, increasing affordability. The tax incentives for homeowners are still very high and even higher for commercial en enterprises. <laughs> so solar has been a great place to be because people are doing it. And with high energy costs, uh, solar is, has become an, an incredible investment. So when that happens, just about everyone starts jumping into an industry. Right. So we're seeing companies that are, or individuals that really don't have any business being in solar. They may be, um, we like to, to joke in our office that every roofing company is now roofing and solar. Mm. And yes, they have expertise on that roof, but do they have expertise with the entire solar process and the interconnection with the utility and pulling uh, electrical permits and um, supporting a system that's going to be generating power for 40 years? Probably not. Um, so with all of that, it's, it, it's very polluted. There are so many people out there and we find that we spend most of our times as educators uneducating people from <laughs> what they've been told from other companies mm -hmm. um, because uh, the calculations and the proposals that they receive are just not accurate. That there's no way that that system will produce that amount of power. And then when you peel it back, that proposal used 100% sun, um, perfect, perfect solar conditions when a quick look at the home 
shows that it's not perfect. So that homeowner would not get that production, would not get the performance that they're being promised. Uh, and, and it's too late at that point because they have everything installed. Um, well, yeah, we we hopefully, we, we also like to call, I, I mentioned on my last show that there are people that call in there and they tell us that they're wits end. They've had people mm. knocking on their doors. They've had people sitting in their kitchen and they won't leave until they sign a contract. Huh. They don't feel good about these people. They feel kind of scammy um, or at least shady. Um, and we just tell them, look, if, even if you don't go with us, please just let us review your proposals. Let us educate you about solar and how your home or your business measures up in terms of um, performance. And even if you don't go with us, just let us not, you know, help you not to get taken advantage of. And so that brings us to these commercials. Uh, if I can segue into these commercials. Right. And real quick, just if you just tuned in, you're listening to Real Estate Radio Los Angeles. I'm your host, Todd Jones, and we're talking to Matt Moses from Mimeo Sustainability Consultants. They don't just install solar panels. They are sustainability experts, and they, they can really help you reduce your power cost. And he's about to, Matt's about to tell us uh, about these ads that I keep hearing with zero down, no cost, that sort of thing. So please do do enlighten my audience today. Sure. So um, about five or six years ago, um, uh, a new financing mechanism came into the solar industry, and that is leasing the solar panels. And how that came about is some very smart banks and investment uh, capital funds realized that by owning the solar power systems on a homeowner's roof, they could actually recoup more tax credits and tax incentives uh, through not only just the 30% investment tax credit, but they could depreciate the system. They could do other things that financial engineers do after that. (laughs) But basically, they can get uh, the acquisition cost lower and pass those savings on to the homeowner so that the homeowner can can get solar. And Mm -hmm. most everyone thinks solar is a great idea. Who wouldn't want to generate their own power for for the rest of their lives? Uh, Who wouldn't want to save that money and be be more sustainable and not have to worry about rising electricity rates? But the acquisition cost of solar was always an issue. Mm -hmm. Even if someone uses a lot of power and they're in a utility that's very expensive um, and, and the solar power system might pay for itself in savings in four to five years, it still would mean that they would have to pay you know, 10, 20, $30,000 to right. get that and then recoup tax incentives. So that was a big uh, advancement. So leasing uh, has exploded the adoption of solar, which is a great thing. Mm-hmm. So what has happened in the last couple of years is many of those, the utility incentives, the, the solar rebates have either declined or gone away as uh, more solar has been installed. Some of the tax incentives went away. So what people are looking at now is um, it's not really zero down anymore. There was a time when you really could go zero down mm-hmm. and save hundreds, if not thousands of dollars a year and have another company uh, you know, be responsible for your system for 20 years. That's a great deal. Those days really are gone. Mm-hmm. And so when those commercials are saying that, they're saying you don't have to pay anything up front, but it might not be a good deal for you. It might mean that you're paying more than you currently pay for electricity. It might mean that you have a escalator each year, your payment will then go up every year for 20 years. Mm. Um, And let's also look at the fact that, you know, just getting solar power is not a bad thing. So um, consumers all have different objectives. And so the fact that you are not getting your power from coal or nuclear uh, or, you know, natural gas, which is kind of clean, but you're generating your own power, you're, you're being part of the solution. But we're really seeing people being taken advantage uh, for that fact and and being sold on well you know it's you're getting solar power and you're not paying your energy company you're paying some company that just popped up four years ago and may not be around for the 20-year lease so 
there's a lot of things that are, that can be confusing for the customer. But what we've just seen, um, and I also mentioned on the last show, is the tactics that cust- companies are trying to use to get these leases sold mirror the subprime mortgage industry. And oh, we know yeah. where that went, and it's very uh, aggressive, and it's very deceptive. And so that's what we want people to make sure that they look out for. You know, Matt, this is really great information. I, is there any way you can stay for the next segment so we can continue talking about this? Absolutely, I would love to. All right, that would be great. And listen, if you're listening right now and you're thinking, is solar right for me? I mean, everything Matt is saying sounds great. Let me make that introduction for you right now. Just send me a text to my off-air number and enter the word solar, and I'll make sure that Matt gets in contact with you. We've already had several people do this, and I know they're very happy with what Matt has been showing them. That number is 310-882-5565. That's 310-882-5565. And when we come back from the break, we're going to talk a little more with Matt and, and, and really pull back the curtain on this solar energy thing. You're listening to Real Estate Radio Los Angeles, and you can find my show at toddjonesradio.com. Selling your home isn't just about sticking a sign in the yard and waiting for the phone to ring. It's about properly marketing your home and getting every possible buyer to see it, then negotiating well on your behalf. I'm Todd Jones, a licensed real estate broker with Rodeo Realty, and I don't just sell homes, I market them. If you would like a free valuation of your home, go to www.toddjoneshomes.com and click on Sell Your Home. That's toddjoneshomes.com. We walk like there's nothing wrong. Welcome back to Real Estate Radio Los Angeles. I'm your host, Todd Jones. This is where we pull back the curtain and give you a behind-the-scenes look at real estate, finance, and offer you trusted advice. You're listening to The Patriot AM 1150, and you can find this show and past shows at toddjonesradio.com. We've been engaged with an informative conversation with Matt Moses, the CEO and founder of Mimeo Sustainability Consultants. We're learning so much about solar power and what to look for out there in the solar industry. Um, I feel like there's so much more to learn, so I've asked Matt to stay for an extra segment so that he could teach us more about the ins and outs of solar power. Matt, thanks for sticking around. Oh, it's my pleasure. All right, before we go any further, I want to talk about financing because that's what everyone always thinks. Yes, I love solar. Sounds like a great idea, but how can I afford it? So give us some options there. Yeah, so we kind of mentioned how uh, leasing as a financing option is fading in its in its attractiveness. Um, but now that uh, you know we're in a, in a time where uh, banks are lending again and home equity lines are available again because uh, home values are rising. So there are right. there are a lot of great loan programs available for customers, and most of them are uh, many of them are structured uh, with tax deductibility, like a a HELOC is or home equity line of credit. So uh, you know if you don't need to pay someone else for twenty years and then return a system or worry about what happens when you finally sell your house and does the next owner want it and right. will they qualify cr- credit wise, um, you know. So loans and uh, home equity lines are great options now. There's tons of products. So if you happen to be refinancing your home right now and you're going to be getting a, a home equity line of credit or pulling out a little cash and solar is something you want to do, uh, you know your monthly payment on that extra money isn't really going to be very much. And I think you'll see a huge cost savings in the amount of power you save versus 
versus that. That's that's a great suggestion. Now, do you also have financing options as well if, if they don't have a, a home equity line of credit? Uh, we do. Yeah. So we we ha- we maintain all the different options and we um, we we screen the ones pretty rigorously that we use. Right. But uh, I do want to also mention um, there's a there's a program called Hero, which is uh, which is based on a um, it's called Pace Financing. Um, it was wildly successful in Riverside County, and it's now expanding to many cities around Southern California. And what that allows you to do is do energy efficiency improvements and solar, including solar, um, for no money up front. And mm-hmm. what it does is it actually just adds the cost of those, amortizes them, and um, and adds a twice-yearly property tax assessment to that property. So what that does is that generally the savings from those energy efficiency uh, improvements and solar far outpace that uh, that new assessment on your property taxes. The property tax assessment is tax deductible. And then if you move, all of those improvements stay with the property. Hmm. So you don't have to worry about it. Like it's it passes on to the next owner for and, the term of the of the of the loan. And where is this? This is um, uh, started in Riverside County um, and now it's moving out throughout. There's there's tens of cities throughout Southern California. And they expect that soon all of L.A. and all of Orange County will be uh, will also be participating. But wow. it's a great option. Um, and it's especially a great option if you're a commercial business owner uh, and you have a commercial property, you could install solar. And it uh, it means that for for no money down, you're not taking anything out of your, you know, your capital expenditures mm-hmm. budget. Um, it doesn't affect your loan to value. Uh, so you can do these wonderful improvements that are going to save the building or the tenants or um, you know tons of money. It is a property tax assessment, so it can be passed along hmm. to tenants uh, in a commercial situation, depending on their lease structure. Interesting. And, you know, that's an interesting point. You do do commercial buildings and a lot of people, you know, light manufacturing or heavy industrial, a lot of them have flat roofs. They get tons of sunlight all day. Why waste that sunlight? When You're you can be, exactly right. You can be yep. paying for your own power. Mm-hmm. All right. So if you own a small business or even a large business and you want to you get that electric bill and you just about fall on the floor from a coronary, <laughs> you're going to want to call Matt. Uh, let me ask you this also. If, if you have a small building like, uh, you know, I don't know, a fourplex, uh, 10 units, that sort of thing, how does that work? Can you can you install solar there and how does it pass through to maybe the tenants or or why would the landlord even be interested? Well, um, great question. And it, and it really varies from utility to utility as to what they will allow. And... Um, uh, the legislation is being is being pushed along that should allow um, something called virtual net metering, um, which means that right now, um, more or less, it, where you generate the power is where you need to apply that power to the electrical bills or the the meters. Um, Southern California Edison, for instance, and Pacific Gas and Electric, and San Diego Gas and Electric, they're known as the investor-owned utilities here in California. They're starting to allow virtual net metering, which means if I have a big building downtown, um, but I live you know, somewhere else, um, I can actually generate that power downtown on my big building and allocate that power to different accounts within my utility. Oh, that's cool. Um, not all utilities allow that, but then bring us back to, let's say I have a 20 unit building, but my tenants pay for that power. Um, that's where it, it is utility dependent. Southern California Edison would allow you to distribute that solar power to multiple accounts. Uh, Los Angeles Department of Water and Power would not allow you to do that. So there really isn't much benefit for you for the for unless you can... Um, do that in a very smart way. And then as new tenants come in, you can just add in that extra cost for their electricity bills. And essentially you're shifting the utilities money to your pocket. Hmm. But that's someone that that takes a lot of foresight in a building owner who usually is pretty happy if 
they're getting paid rent and right. someone else is paying the electricity. <laughs> so um, the other option is, uh, you know, you can just master meter the building. There are a lot of uh, tenant situations where uh, the, the uh, property owners do pay the utilities. And those are the cases where it's just gold for a, for a, a, a property owner, because if it's master metered, um, you're going to get all the benefit. You can right. potentially pass along any say, uh, you know, you can pass along the, the, the costs to a tenant or just say it's solar powered. You know, there's, there's a benefit here, right? Your, your electricity costs are going to be pretty fixed. This is fascinating. And yeah. as I'm listening to you, I'm thinking to myself, okay, the average solar guy that comes to your house or calls you on the phone doesn't know a 10th of what you're telling us about. I mean, you know, all the different solar companies, you know, the different plans, you know, what legislation's going on. You're obviously an expert with the equipment itself and what needs to be installed. So I, you know, if you're thinking about solar power and you've talked to anyone else, do yourself a favor and and talk to Matt before you pull the trigger because you don't want to make a very costly mistake. Uh, by the way, you're listening to Real Estate Radio Los Angeles. I'm your host, Todd Jones. Uh, you can find this episode and, and others at ToddJonesRadio.com. Uh, Matt, before we run out of time, I really want to, I have a very important question. The you mentioned to me off air that there are certain utility companies where it's a no brainer and, and we broadcast all over. And plus this is on the internet as well. So there's a chance that somebody that lives in that specific place will be listening. And I want you to explain what I'm talking about right now. I sure will. So uh, we have a, we have many utilities in the state of California from Pacific gas and electric up North to Southern California Edison here in kind of Los Angeles and central Central California, San Diego, San Diego Gas and Electric in the south. Mm -hmm. We have all kinds of municipal utilities, Burbank Water and Power, Pasadena Water and Power, Glendale Water and Power. All of them have different rate structures. Right. So, um, and a lot of them are going up. And a lot of them are going up. But some of the utilities like San Diego Gas and Electric, Southern California Edison and Pacific Gas and Electric have the most the highest rates and the most punitive rates, meaning very quickly as you use more power, you go into the higher tiers and the higher tiers become 27 cents and then 31 cents. Right. Whereas Pacific Gas and Electric, they used to have a 50 cent tier four rate of power where there was such an out, uh, you know, an outcry that they were required to lower it and that probably will soon uh, you know, go up in itself. Whereas right. in LADWP, we actually have really inexpensive power, some of the least yeah, expensive right. power in the state. So as with any investment... Um, your returns dictate how great of an investment is. Sure. And so in a, in, a, in a utility like Southern California Edison or San Diego Gas and Electric, it doesn't take very much for you to be offsetting, you know, your solar offsets your most expensive power first. So you're mm -hmm. going from most expensive to least expensive. Uh -huh. So you could have a, re uh, if you're a, a, a high energy consumer way up into the top tier, your payback could be four or five years, like easily. Wow. Um, but then if you're in Los Angeles Department of Water Power and you don't use that much power and you're only paying 15 cents a kilowatt hour, that investment's going to be more like 12 years, uh, you know, 10 to 12 years. Right. Um, so it's it's very dependent on your, so it's unfortunate, but sometimes people are like, hey, I don't use very much power, just a few hundred kilowatt hours a year, uh, or excuse me, a month. Um, those those uh, customers would experience a higher cost because there's there's certain startup costs for every right. system. The permitting is about the same. The the disconnects and the switch gear. So as you your systems get bigger, the cost per watt goes down. So if you find yourself getting that bill every month and you're you're getting the top tier pricing and and which is more expensive, then that's where 
those people definitely should call you because they're going to see the, the, the quickest return on investment. That is correct. Absolutely. All right? All right, look, if you're listening right now and wondering if solar might be right for you, then I want to introduce you to Matt. I know life can get busy, but I don't want you being busy to keep you from possibly saving money. Don't let this moment get away from you. So, so that I can make the introduction, this is what I want you to do. Just send me a text to my off-air number at 310-882-5565. In that text, just enter the word SOLAR, S-O-L-A-R. And when I'm done with the show, I'll make sure that Matt from Mimeos gets your information. He'll contact you and find out exactly how he may be able to help. And the best part Matt will schedule a free solar evaluation of your home or business. Now, this evaluation will be thorough. He's not just going to look at a satellite image of your home and shoot you a quote. That's not what he does. Instead, he'll make a site visit to your home or business, then take correct measurements and sun readings. That's the only way to really know if you qualify to have solar panels. He also wants to be certain that the electrical system you currently have can accommodate the solar panels without needing an upgrade. By the way, the other companies usually don't do these things. They just pull up a satellite image and send you a quote. And then when the installers are there, uh, you hear things like, this electrical panel needs an upgrade. <laughs> and that means more money. Mimeos wants to avoid surprises like that. That's why they figure out all this stuff up front. And the best part, the evaluation is free. You will get a free evaluation to find out if solar is right for you and I also want to assure you that Matt is not a high-pressure sales guy. I actually know Matt from a very close friend, and she had Matt install the system a few years ago. And let me tell you, she does not deal well with high-pressure sales techniques or inferior products. So I asked if she would recommend Matt, and it was a definite yes. So if you want to find out if solar is right for you, then please text me the word SOLAR at 310-882-5565. That's 310-882-5565. Five five six five. And Matt, is there anything else I can do if they call right now? Um, yes. If anyone references your show, um, we're going to throw in a thousand uh, dollar discount wow. on their system, and and uh, that will include a you know a reduction of if they decide to lease or loan this uh, or apply for a loan, we'll take that off. Um, if they purchase it, uh, you know, we'll also apply that credit to the system. Cost. Wow, I wasn't expecting a thousand bucks. That's fantastic. <laughs> Look, there's no reason to not reach out to Matt and find out if this is right for you. Matt, thanks for sticking around and giving us such helpful information. Thank you for having me. And this has been a, a great time to, to talk about the industry. I really appreciate it. Excellent. Now, if you've had a, a leak in your gas tank, you'd get that fixed, right? Would you leave all your windows and your home open and have your AC on full blast? Of course not. Both of these things are a waste of money and are obvious problems that you can fix right away. Our next guest will talk to us about a problem that faces many homeowners. It may not be quite so obvious, but it can be easy to fix. Aaron Cunningham with Kilter Termite and Pest Control will explain what I mean. And after that, I'm extremely excited to bring you Charles Fleming, the author of Secret Stairs, a walking guide to historic staircases of Los Angeles. You're listening to Real Estate Radio Los Angeles, and I'm your host, Todd Jones. Selling your home isn't just about sticking a sign in the yard and waiting for the phone to ring. It's about properly marketing your home and getting every possible buyer to see it, then negotiating well on your behalf. I'm Todd Jones, a licensed real estate broker with Rodeo Realty, and I don't just sell homes, I market them. 
If you would like a free valuation of your home, go to www.toddjoneshomes.com and click on Sell Your Home. That's toddjoneshomes.com. Welcome back to Real Estate Radio Los Angeles. I'm your host, Todd Jones. This is where we pull back the curtain and offer you a behind-the-scenes look at real estate, finance, and offer you trusted advice. You're listening to The Patriot, AM 1150, and you can find past shows and videos of past shows at toddjonesradio.com. The first half of the show was spent on solar power, and if you missed any of that, those two segments, be sure to catch it on my site. If you're considering solar power, you will definitely want to hear what Matt had to say. It was extremely enlightening. Next, we're going to find out about what could be eating away at the equity in your home. But before we do that, I want to remind you that you can get a copy of The 7 Deadly Sins to Avoid When Selling Your Home. It's free, no strings attached. Just text me to my off-air number, 310-882-5565, and in the text, enter the word 7 and your email address. I'm overwhelmed with how many people have been asking for this, so I wanted to offer it again this week. When I'm done with the show, I'll email you a PDF of the seven deadly sins to avoid when selling your home. Again, that number is 310-882-5565. Here at Real Estate Radio Los Angeles, I want to offer you trusted advice and pull back the curtain on some things you may not know much about, but are very important to you. Termites love Southern California and can cause thousands of dollars of damage to your home. The good news is that there's a way to prevent this. And to talk about that, I have Aaron Cunningham from Kilter Termite and Pest Control. Since 1991, Kilter Termite and Pest Control has operated on the premise of treating termites is a better solution than the expensive replacement of wood. The founder of Kilter worked for several years as a carpenter, replacing termite-damaged wood. He saw firsthand the extensive damage created by long-term termite infestation and improper treatment. Kilter, Termite, and Pest Control believes in educating you so you can make a sound decision regarding your property. There are many ways to exterminate termites, and at Kilter, they take the time to explain the pros and cons of each method. Their primary concerns are the health and safety of your family and, of course, the eradication of any existing termite problem. And here to talk to us about these wood-eating pests is Aaron Cunningham. Aaron, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you very much for the great introduction. All right, no problem. Look, uh, for the people who don't have the benefit of knowing, uh, what exactly is involved in a termite inspection? Uh, for the most part, we're just going to get down, figure out where they're at, and uh, look at some places that you guys would normally wouldn't on the day-to-day basis. Most of the times, you know, if they see some pellets on a fence or on a raft or tail, they'll, they'll call us. But for the most part, we're going to get in and start looking at some th- areas that they are not going to typically see. Okay, Aaron, the first thing I want to know is for the people who don't have the benefit of knowing what exactly is involved in a termite inspection, like when when your guys show up on the property, what does that look like to to someone who owns a home? Well, for the first mo- uh, for the f- for the first part, we're going to go out and actually look at the home. That's the biggest thing is not only going out but evaluating the situation of what they might have, what they're not seeing, where they're seeing signs, if they are even seeing signs. But for the most part, the termite inspection just one is an introduction from our company into the actual homeowner themselves. A lot of times people don't know if they have termites or if they whether they do or they don't. So they're just calling us out to basically find out. They might be seeing something. They don't really know what it is. But for the most part, we're coming out on a 
proactive basis to try and uh, nip any kind of damage or any type of um, large spread infestation in the in the bud. Right. All right. So, what exactly are you looking for? Because uh, you mentioned. Uh, Flying around, I know that there are droppings. There's even some other kind of funny signs that I had a termite guy show me once because I didn't know what. But so, what kind of things tell you that you have termites? If well, you don't actually see the bug. There's two different types of termites, and they both have different signs. You're looking at subterranean termites, which usually come from the ground. They're going to have a lot of dirt, mud tubes, things like that. They also look like ants. We usually get a lot of calls in, you know, say March, February, April, saying, "Hey, I'm seeing flying ants. They are a black body, straight torso, um, and they do swarm." Now, you have drywood termites, which are way more prevalent and widespread out here in Southern California. They are black body redhead. These guys swarm coming up actually in July, August, September, once again in late November, um, to a point where they are going to cause a lot of damage in a short amount of time. Both of the, the uh, types of termites are destructive. They do attack different parts of the home. The termite inspection basically um, will figure out which type of termite you might be suffering from based off of the evidence that we're finding. Now, the evidence, like I said, it's going to differ from differ from termite to termite. But for the most part, um, in Southern California, because we do have both types of termites, mm-hmm. that's where our system, as far as the kill guard, comes in, where we actually control both types of termites in one treatment. With fumigation, you might have you know just dry woods, and then they have to come back and do something else. With the kill guard treatment, we actually can control dry wood termites and subterranean termites on the same day without you having to move your move out bag up your food or go through that you know circus tent oh that's interesting so the uh, now the circus tent for those of you listening that don't know what that is sometimes you'll drive by a home and you're like well, is a circus in town what is this uh that's where you have to seal off the whole home and you can't be in it nothing living can be in it not even a plant and uh, what is the gas that's put in there? You know, typically they're going to use sulfurofluoride, which is Vicane. Uh, that is a neurotoxin to a point where they are going to, like you said, bag your home, pump in this this very, very powerful poison. And three days later, everything that's inside alive dies. Right. Uh, in- including the bugs or plants or... Or even that guy coming to rob you, man. <laughs> Everyone's gone. All right. Now, the uh, so you have a process. Uh, it's a product called Kill Foam, right? Yep, there's the the kill foam product is a uh, dry wood termite treatment method, and the kill guard product is the uh, combo, which is the most complete termite treatment currently. Uh, you can kill both of the types of termites without having to leave your home. Interesting. The, yeah, it's 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 something that not a lot of companies are able to do. Uh, we back it with a not only a preventative um, component, but at the same time an active control component. So not only are we killing the termites that you have now, but we're actually preventing them from coming back via IPM measures, which is just integrated pest management. Now, there are a lot of different types of things that uh, we call wood-destroying pests. Now, when, when you buy a home, typically we we negotiate ahead of time that any what we call Section 1 repairs are covered by the seller, and any Section 2 repairs are covered by the buyer. Can you explain real quick before we move on, what's the difference between a Section 1 and a Section 2? Absolutely. Section 1 items are active infestation that are currently causing the home problems and damage. Section 2 items are conducive, which would be the more IPM stuff. If you have a wood pile up against your home that has some subterranean termites in it, or if you have a fence in the backyard that might have some dry rot in it, whatever the case may be, you have a difference in, um, yeah, just whether it's active or whether it's conducive to being active. Now, section one is an active infestation. That's correct. And it doesn't have to be just termites. What else can it be? Um, it could be dry rot. It could be uh, 
you know, powder post beetles, but it has to actually be affecting the structure where a section two item doesn't necessarily have to be affecting the structure, but it can be affecting the property. So a, a section one, for example, could be a wood rot, which is caused by water and fungus. Right? That's correct. So fungus is the living organism that causes that problem. And uh, if it's in the eaves, that's a section one problem that usually needs to be taken care of. Now, what kind of repair work do you do there? Because that's one of the things that I think makes you guys stand apart from the other companies. When when there's wood damage, how do you approach that? That's the biggest thing. I mean, we're, we're a general contractor, which most uh, termite companies are not. So we're going to be able to replace all of the wood to its original condition. A lot of these termite companies will come out and they'll cut out three feet of board, four feet of board. They'll do a kind of a shoddy repair on a rafter tail. They'll, they'll act like roofers when in, react, in actuality they're not. Uh, to a point where with kilter termite and pest control, we're only looking to do complete treatments and complete services. So if we come out, we're not going to use any Bondo or patch or anything like that. We're going to make your home look exactly the way it was supposed to when it was initially built. We don't want to cut corners. We don't want to do cheap, inexpensive services. We want to do what's best for your home, and we're going to treat it like it was our home. We don't you know, cut any type of uh, materials. We're, we're, we're going for the full seam-to-seam -seam replacement mm -hmm. so that when someone comes to your home, it looks like the initial original construction so that they cannot tell that you've ever had any work done. All right. So I'm the seller. Let me play devil's advocate here. And I'm like, look, I just want to get the minimum work done. Uh, why do I want to go to all that trouble and make it look that good? What would you say? That's a pride of ownership thing. I mean, for me, uh, I personally wouldn't want to leave a home and leave it in worse condition than I found it. I'm a big, um, if I'm selling my home, I'm selling you a piece of myself that I've basically worked on, built or done a lot of things to, and I'm looking to either upgrade myself or do something else, but I'm not going to uh, cut corners on you and pass the buck to you. I'm actually, and, and this is how I treat everything. And I treat every home that we go out to as if it was my own home. Uh, it's just something that I wouldn't do. We, now there is the difference between doing something uh, inexpensive and having value in it, and then just doing something really cheaply and poorly. Right. So let's, let's, let's separate those two things right there, because I can give you a price that you go, Oh, wow, that seems low. But for what you're getting, it's the value. Right. Now, you have another company out there, company B, we'll call it. They come out and they say it's going to be some inexpensive price. But what they're using is, you know, a material that uh, is uh, outdated, old, doesn't work as efficiently, uses more water, uses this or that or orange oil, whatever mm -hmm. the case may be. Um, and they're going to do something that's going to be more Bondo, more patch and things like that. So, you know, for me, it all comes down to the individual. Uh, we like to work with homeowners and even uh, leaving homeowners that actually sh take pride in ownership, that want the home to represent not only themselves, but what they're leaving behind mm -hmm. in that case, but what they're getting to giving to somebody else in, in, in the future. I can see how that, that might also be a good um, protection for the seller because if a uh, a repair isn't done that great, and then just a few months down the road, it recurs. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we see it all the time. We call them police inspections in our industry, where you know, the new buyer comes in, goes, man, this just doesn't look right. It looks bad. Why does this wood look like this? Mm -hmm. We come back and we blow that 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 uh, Bondo patch or fill out and go, well, that's because it's got dry rot, termite damage, or some other kind of uh, infestation that's that's causing damage. Hmm. Most of the time, I, I'd actually say all of the time, the the new homeowner is so disgusted by the fact that they were they they didn't know this that they mm -hmm. purchased this that that another termite company came out and said that this uh, this home was okay and now they're stuck with this isn't how I want it this right. isn't how I would do it this isn't this is now my home and this isn't how I would want it. 
Now, who regulates the uh, the termite industry? Uh, usually the Structural Pest Control Board on stuff like that. But on the pesticide thing, the actual insecticide, it's Department of uh, Pesticide Regulation, DPR. Right. Now, when you're selling a home and you have to do uh, get rid of termite infestations and, and do Section 1 repairs, do you have to tent the property or will what you do satisfy that? Absolutely. That's a great question. We get that all the time. It all really depends on the home. And I think that... Uh, for the most part, the one thing I'd like to convey here to today is we're going to do what's best for your home. So if we do have to use the fumigation, we will. We absolutely will. Um, the only times that we would use the fumigation over the kill guard process is if it just is such a large infestation mm. in which we are just not going to be able to do it. It's just in your best interest to fumigate it. Uh, we absolutely would. So we're going to do what's better for you and your home. We're, we're an alternative to fumigation company. Uh, but at the same time, we're going to do its best. Yeah, you do what, what really needs to be done. That's right. All right, let me ask you a question. What what areas do you service? Um, we service L.A. County, Orange County, and the Inland Empire and certain parts of the San Bernardino County. A huge area then. We, uh, we actually have three offices, uh, Long Beach, uh, Orange, Los Angeles, and then uh, Murrieta, Temecula, which is more of a satellite. Right. All right, now let me ask you another question. If we... Um you know, let's say I own a home, I might see some bugs flying around or I've seen some wood rot and I just don't really know, uh, what's it going to cost me to get you to come out and, and give me a quote? Well, the estimate is free. It's all part of the free inspection. The inspection is really to go out and even see if you need termite control. Okay. And hypothetically speaking, if you did have termites, we would give you an estimate to repair them. But for the most part, the, the inspection is just to let you know whether you have them or not. We're going to go into areas that you're not going to go to. We're going right. to go in your attic. We're going to go underneath your home. Ugh. Very, very few <laughs> homeowners. That's right. Very, very few homeowners have gone underneath, underneath their homes. I hate doing that. It's yeah, the spiders, the gross bugs, all that stuff that lurks below. That's it's right. Creepy. You know what's really weird is I actually have this this phobia where I'm when I'm underneath a home. I have a feeling that an earthquake's going to come and actually fall on top of that's, you. That's my problem. Too. It is the creepiest <laughs> thing. I, you know, so we're going to go to those places that, that take normal homeowners out of their comfort zones. Right, well, look, we're talking to Aaron Cunningham of Kilter Termite and Pest Control. And if, if you're listening and you think, hey, I just want the peace of mind to know that I don't have bugs, or you think you might and you want to know what the solution will be, then what I want you to do is send me a text and I will introduce you to him right now. Uh, the text, just put the word bug in there. That'll be fun. Bug. And uh, send it to 310-882-5565. 310-882-5565. And I'll make sure that Aaron reaches out to you and sets an appointment to come and look at your home and, eat, and give you peace of mind or, or let you know what the solution is. Because the good news is there's almost always a solution, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I All mean, right. there's there's no situation where we're not able to control it. All right, fantastic. Aaron, thank you so much for joining us today. This is really informative. Uh, Los Angeles has many secrets. When we come back, we'll tell you where you can find some fun secrets to discover and can also help you stay in shape. Stay tuned for my next guest, Charles Fleming, the author of Secret Stairs, a walking guide to historic staircases of Los Angeles. You're listening to Real Estate Radio Los Angeles. I'm your host, Todd Jones. You can catch this show and others at toddjonesradio.com. Selling your home isn't just about sticking a sign in the yard and waiting for the phone to ring. It's about properly marketing your home and getting every possible buyer to see it, then negotiating well on your behalf. I'm Todd Jones, a licensed real estate broker with Rodeo Realty, and I don't just sell homes, I market them. If you would like a free valuation of your home, go to www.toddjoneshomes.com and click on Sell Your Home. 
That's ToddJonesHomes.com. We walk like there's nothing wrong. Welcome back to Real Estate Radio Los Angeles. I'm your host, Todd Jones. If you're just joining us, then you can catch anything you've missed at ToddJonesRadio.com. You'll also be able to listen to past shows at ToddJonesRadio.com. We're about to speak with Charles Fleming, the author of Secret Stairs, A Walking Guide to Historic Staircases of Los Angeles. But before we do that, I want to remind you that you can get a copy of The Seven Deadly Sins to Avoid When Selling Your Home for free just by sending me a text to my off-air number. A lot of listeners took advantage of this free information last week, and I want to ke- uh, I want to offer it out to you as well. Just send me a text and enter the word 7 and your email address, and when the show's done, I'll email you a PDF of the seven deadly sins to avoid when selling your home. Again, that number is 310-882-5565. 310-882-5565. I'm so excited to introduce you to my next guest. My wife, Anna, introduces me to all kinds of fun things to do in L.A., and one of those involves my guest, She heard about this book during another radio interview and thought it was so interesting that she bought his book. She exposed it to me and my kids, and it's actually uh, been become a part of our life. I'm speaking of Charles Fleming, a veteran newspaper and magazine journalist and author of the acclaimed Hollywood biography, High Concept, Don Simpson and the Hollywood Culture of Excess. He's the author of the Noir West Coast series of novels, The Ivory Coast, After Havana, and The Studio Kill, and co-author of the New York Times bestsellers, My Lobotomy, Three Weeks in October, and A Goomba's Guide to Life. His walking books include Secret Stairs, A Walking Guide to Historic Staircases of Los Angeles, and Secret Stairs, East Bay, A Walking Guide to Historic Staircases of Berkeley and Oakland, and the upcoming Secret Walks. Fleming writes about cars and motorcycles for the Los Angeles Times, where he also pins the monthly L.A. Walks urban hiking column. And he currently lives in Silver Lake. Charles Fleming, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. You know, I have a question for you. And for those watching online, this is what the book looks like. How long did it take you to write this book? It took a couple of years of uh, walking and hiking and finding the staircases because there's no map of them or there wasn't before I started. Right figuring out where they went and what they were connected to, and then figuring out what was all that stuff along the way that had caught my interest that I thought once I decided it was a book would be of interest to people who were reading it. Like who built that house and who lived in that house and what's that building you can see from here and why is this street called that? Right. That sort of stuff. The, uh, uh, it's funny. You look like you're in pretty good shape. Were you in good shape before writing this book? Because this book had put you in good shape. Well, in fact, that's the whole purpose of this book. Uh, I didn't start out to write the book. Uh, I didn't start walking the stairs because I thought it was a book. I started walking the stairs because I couldn't walk. Uh, I had terrible back problems, and I literally was bedridden and uh, had had two back surgeries in two years and was up for a third, and I couldn't face another, uh, another surgery. So the one thing that had helped me a little bit was a little bit of light walking, so I decided to make a campaign of that to cure myself of the of the bad back. And I got obsessed with the stairs and just started walking them compulsively. And the more I walked, the healthier I got. And only later did I say, well, if this helped me, maybe other people would like to do it. That's this. so interesting. I had no idea when I asked you that question that that was going to be the answer. Uh, I want to know also, why do we have so many staircases in L.A.? 
They're a remnant of the old Los Angeles when the city was new and was just starting to be built and when we were really a pedestrian city. Most of us didn't have cars. We certainly didn't have two cars. Most of us depended upon public transport. And as they started to build trolley lines out into the suburban neighborhoods, they had to find a way to get people up and down the hills of those mm-hmm. suburban neighborhoods to where the trains were. Right. So people who lived in Silver Lake or Echo Park, uh, people who lived in the Hollywood Hills, needed a shortcut way to get down the hill in a hurry to where the trolley line was. So the contractors built staircases up the sides of these steep hills. And you know what's funny is they truly are secret stairs in many cases. Like we'll be walking, uh, following your path. And and for those also that, that see the video online, my wife, like she'll copy stuff, highlight it because we just want to take a couple of sheets of paper when we go on the hike. We don't want to have to take the whole book, so we'll just take the walk with us. And he has them all numbered and with little maps. I mean, it's a fascinating book with the uh, great remarks about what you're seeing and what you're walking by. It looks like we have a total of, what, 42 walks in here and uh, all different levels of intensity as well. But uh, we will be, uh, you know, walking past uh, homes, and, and I'm like, where's their staircase? And then all of a sudden we'll turn a corner and there, hidden, is like a eighty, you know, step staircase. It's it's truly bizarre. It's very interesting and so much history. Like there's one staircase uh, that that is famous from an old uh, silent movie. Um, it's called the Music Box. The Music Box steps are named after a movie, a short film from the silent era, 1929, that Laurel and Hardy made right. for the filmmaker Hal Roach. In, in which they play these two knuckleheads who are uh, required to deliver a piano <laughs> up to the top of this big hill. And because they're idiots, they don't know that there's a road they can use. They just see the staircase and they spend the rest of the day destroying the piano while trying to get it to the top of the hill. When I was a kid, I used to watch that when they, they actually showed things still on film. Mm-hmm. I can remember seeing that. that. And I have hiked that one, and that's one heck of a staircase. There's another one not far from there that the Three Stooges did the same thing on. They made a short film called An Ache in Every Stake. Uh, and they were required in that case to deliver ice to the top of a super tall hill on a super hot day. And uh, those stairs are still there and look very much like they did in about 1935 when that short was made. That's funny. Now, let me ask you this. Do you have a favorite staircase? I have lots of favorite ones. I, I grew up in the Pacific Palisades area, so the first staircases I encountered were the ones in the Castle Lamar area. Oh, okay. And many of them are still there. Uh, and then there are the majestic, you know, the bigger ones that you find in Echo Park and Silver Lake. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like having kids. I have two kids. You have two kids. No, you're not going to tell anybody <laughs> what your favorite is because you don't have a favorite. That's right. They're all your favorites. You know, I have a few favorites. But I haven't done all the hikes like you have, but I've done a lot of them with my wife and, and my kids, Liam and Nico, who are in studio today. I'm going to have them uh, answer a question in a moment. Uh, and one of my favorites is the one in Whitley Heights because you feel like you're in a European community. It's just, it's crazy. You don't even realize you're in LA. There's a very cool one around the Hollywood Bowl and Hightower Loop. And that high tower has actually been in a few movies, right? Oh yeah, many, many over yeah. the years, uh, and it's and it's kind of legendary. And you say you feel like you're in a European community. Those areas were designed that way. They were designed by that developer to be kind of arts communities, particularly the high tower, because that was never a community for cars. That's an area that you can only walk in and out of. You can take that big elevator if you've got a key to it, right. which only the residents do. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you have to take the stairs like the rest of the citizens. But but it's one of the most kind of intimate and secret walks of all of the 42 walks in the book. And some of those homes, they don't even abut a street. You have to take a staircase and a sidewalk to get to your house. Yeah. You know, pity the piano 
deliverers of today because they have to do just what Laurel and Hardy had to do, go straight up the stairs. If your refrigerator goes out, uh, it's really bad news for somebody. It's funny when I go on these hikes with my wife, I'll, I'll see homes that I've shown to people or listed and sold. It's funny. There's one on the Universal Hills and Happy Trails hike. Uh, I've sold a few homes on that trail and I, your, your path, you may not know this, walks right past one that was the... Um, it was owned by one of the last living munchkins from the Wizard of Oz, Jerry Marin. Wow. Yeah. And I, I represented him and, and sold his home. And it's funny because we walked, there's a giant staircase that I noticed when I had that listing and I didn't know about your book then. So it was very interesting. Um, I understand you lead some hikes as well. I do. Uh, for about the last, since before the book was a book, um, I have led a monthly free stair walk. Uh, I, I just gather together people who are interested in this sort of stuff and we go march around on the first Sunday of the month for a couple of hours. Where and can people get more information about that? They can go on Facebook to the Secret Stairs Facebook page. They can send me an email at mrfleming at aol.com. It's a come one, come all. Uh, when we started, it was me and my wife and three idiots who didn't have anything better to do. Uh, and now it's often 110, 120, 150 people. We go march around and get ourselves in shape while learning a little bit about L.A. Now, I mentioned that I had my kids in studio today, and I wanted to bring them in and ask them a question because I and my wife have subjected them to some of your hikes, Charles. <laughs> Nico, how difficult are the hikes? Uh, well, I've been on a few. I've been on a few, and some of them are really hard for me um, because I'm only 10. Only 10. <laughs> and uh, so... <laughs> Some of them, I'd be hiking up, I'd be like, uh, and then I'd remember the Rocky song, and I'd start running. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, they can be a little challenging, but they're still obviously make you very healthy and strong and awesome. <laughs> All right, thanks, Nico. And Liam, what about you? What are some of your favorite locations that we've been to? Um, I liked uh, Angelino Heights, I think it is, and it's uh, this great neighborhood. Uh, and there were, like, staircases leading to it. And um, I never knew it, it existed, but it contained some houses uh, from, uh, like, movies. Uh, one was from the music video Thriller, I think. Right. And that was really cool. It's all broken down, but I could still see the gist of it, like, uh, I remembered. But um, there was this really nice lady who uh, actually let us in a house. And we were like... <laughs> obsessed with it like it was really it looked like we just went back in time and there was, was a mirror in there that freaked you out it right? did oh freak gosh. me out it did i thought something was gonna pop up that's funny he was like if something pops up i'm out <laughs> <laughs> all right uh thank you very much gentlemen and charles as you can see you affect a lot of people's lives with your great book and i want to know what else are you working on what's what's next on the horizon and or or where can we see your work that you do on a regular basis well as you said i write about motorcycles and cars for the los angeles times uh we've got an exciting piece today about harley Davidson unleashing an all-electric motorcycle, this really? incredible machine that I rode in Irvine yesterday. And, uh, you know, people who are fans of Secret Stairs and who have already walked all of the walks can look forward to sometime next year there will be a book out from the same publisher called Secret Walks, which will be the great hidden hikes of Los Angeles, not necessarily ones that involve stairs, nice. but kind of secret places that you would never think of walking, that once you walk there, you'll have the feeling that Liam had about Angelino Heights 
I've lived here all my life and I never even knew this neighborhood existed. Right. I feel like a tourist in LA. It's hilarious. We put on the sunscreen. I have the, the big hat to protect us and <laughs> we walk around with our cameras. It's hilarious. Nico's over there laughing because he agrees. Charles, I could talk with you for hours about this wonderful book, but we're just about out of time. Uh, but before we go, where can my listeners get more information about you and your books again? Well, definitely look at the Facebook page, Secret Stairs. Uh, and they can find out there what time the walks are happening, where they're happening. They can find out about the news involving walking in Los Angeles and all the secret stairs information they can eat. All right. Thank you very much. That's it for today, guys. Uh, you can find this show and others at ToddJonesRadio.com. Thank you for listening. Hashtag The Patriot. The Patriot, AM 1150.